because um I spilled water on my shirt and mm. luckily enough it dried off because on this shirt it showed really bad so I was thought I was gonna ruin the video I, was I, gonna have to change. Oh, I thought I was gonna have to change shirts <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to because it matches my hat pretty well oh, at yeah. least it does for me hopefully it does <laughs> um but uh this week we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit we're gonna change things up a little bit just for this week you know so this way things don't get too monotonous Right, so uh, instead of t- talking about three things that we're grateful for, we're going to talk about three things that we're ungrateful for, okay? And the reason for that is, you know, you don't want to, as much as it is good to uh, have optimism and, you know, be optimistic, like I said, it's a tool, right? It's a skill set. You also n- don't want to live in delusion either, right? you got to have some good with the bad, right? So, um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, th- we're gonna cover anorexia for our mental health this uh disorder this week, and then so this was really interesting to learn about. You know, I I know some people who have dealt with it, but I've only know like what they tell you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really know necessarily what's going on in their head, even if they try expressing it. Uh, they may not be telling you everything, right? Right. So this was interesting to learn about, and then uh yeah, I got some topics that I got picked out for us to talk about, and then we'll do our weekly affirmations. Oh yeah. Sound good? Sound good. All right. That's up. Went the wrong way. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, so David, uh you got three things that you're ungrateful for? Yeah, uh people who well, there's actually it's two but like kind of, they're kind of in the same category, but uh I'm I am ungrateful for people who road rage super hard for like stupid shit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh letting somebody in is right. a big one. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, that person, you have to sit a little farther back. You may have to go a few miles per hour slower. But at the end of the day, you're going to save a lot of headache rather than trying to squeeze him out and have him hit your car. Now you have to stop, trade insurance, go through all that shit, right? Yeah. That or now you got somebody uh, tailing your ass that's mad as shit. And just because you didn't want to hit your brakes a little bit, yeah. you know? Because a lot of the times it's one or the other. So the spacing is kind of like... You should have a good space behind the car in front of you. So either way, there's room for that car, and that's how those that's how those things are supposed to go. Every other, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, and dude, we know everyone knows what it's like to be able to like to be the one trying to merge into traffic, right? And you know how annoying and much of a pain in the ass it is. How anxious to get some people? Yeah, 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 for real. And then like, and then you we all know what it's like when someone stops to let you in, mm-hmm. right? So why why wouldn't you want to be that for that person? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's so. all. And it's it's a good thing I feel like comes hand in hand with each other is like good karma, because I feel exactly. like if you're that good person and you let people go, or instead of fighting for that race off the stop sign, you wave them by, just let them go real quick, yeah, or whatever. Those are small things, but they're small things that add up, and it gives you good karma, yep. you know. Yep. And at the end of the day, when you're stuck and then can't get in that lane, you'll find that one person who's like, go, 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 right, you know. Exactly. And exactly. Uh, that actually happened to us one time. We were leaving uh, raising canes. And it's just a really bit, you know, uh, uh, where Racing Canes is, it's really busy right there if there's that stoplight. Yeah. And if there's no cross traffic, that light goes for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? And uh, we're, uh, we were stuck there for over five minutes. Yeah. And then finally, this one dude stopped mid-traffic to wave us in. 
so we could go because yeah. he could see that we were like we were waiting there and yeah, waiting the there time, and waiting yeah. there and he finally let us in and I was you know it's just like damn yeah you know thank you thank you yeah but well dude I, I you made the recommendation to uh raising canes to us mm-hmm. right well there's one that just opened up right up the road oh shit you know and well the thing is about canes is it's not the best chicken in the world. The thing is, is it's consistent. You know what you're going to get, and you're going to be in and out of that drive-thru in less than five or ten minutes. Yeah. And that's what I like, you know? Well, dude, and it's super clean chicken. Right. Like, whatever oil they use, they don't use vegetable oil, like, everywhere We're else. probably, like, peanut oil or yeah, some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, like, oil, like, because you can see that, like, when, when you go and you, like, pat it down afterwards, it's not greasy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell that it's a little wet, you know? Because like of its juiciness right, and right, whatever. Right. But it isn't greasy. And I appreciate that because the it like because other times when you get that the the chicken's really dry right. and gross. That's not the case with raisin canes. And mm-hmm. like you said, it isn't the like it, they don't have at least that I noticed like a special recipe for their chicken or anything. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's like it's just a nice good chicken. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, yeah, we've actually gone twice now. Hell yeah, out here. Yeah. Okay. Is it like a good staff and everything? Yeah, yeah, and it's really nice on the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, they're very modern, mm-hmm. very modern. But uh, uh, another thing I'm ungrateful for, mm, out yet. Yeah. I don't the price of deodorant, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that shit. Why am I paying seven dollars for a stick of Old Spice? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's no reason for it. I get it. It whatever. It smells good. Whatever. But that bitch did not take you five eighty five to process and make. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that shit maybe took you three cents a stick. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but dude, I fucking had that nicotine pouch in, mm-hmm. and my lips were burning, bro. I had to take that shit out. Yeah, yeah that's what that was. <laughs> I had to let it go, but oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. So the... no, no. I agree. I agree. Um, but you can actually get a lot of uh, Old Spice products at the dollar store now. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's where I buy mine now. But I agree, and all of my things that I I I have written down for um, three things I'm ungrateful for all have to do with the economy also. And this is why I kind of want to bring this up too because I don't I don't want to forget about this time period. You know, uh, coming out the, the coming off the back end of COVID. You know, everyone tries to turn this what's going on into a political statement, right? It's like, oh my God, look what Joe Biden's doing to the economy. You know, and, you know, this isn't a political podcast, but the reality of the situation is it doesn't matter who the fuck's in power right now. This is going to be, this is going to happen either way, right? Now, of course, is there things that the president can do to make things better or worse? Yes, of course. But this situation was unavoidable because of what happened. You know what I'm saying? So the reason why I want to talk about this is because of just that. I don't want in a year from now or five years from now to uh, people to just write off what's going on right now just to, oh, well, look what happened when Joe Biden took over, right? It's like, no, the reality of it is there was a pandemic that greatly affected a lot of people. I don't want it to... It wasn't be, even just our country. Right, exactly. And I don't, I don't want this to be turned into just a, a political fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I want to talk about the three things that I have written down is uh, gas prices, minimum wage, and uh, the, the McDonald's pricing. And I, I know that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but dude, two years ago, uh, I guess it would be three years now, when I was living in Minnesota, I would go and get a Big Mac meal. Uh, I would get a number one large with no, uh, with a Dr. Pepper, no onions, mm-hmm. right? 
and it was five twenty five. That's how much it cost. And I got this every day for months, right? I went and I got that same exact meal this week, this past week, and it was eight seventy five. Mm, that's gross. That's three dollars in three years, bro. That's that's ridiculous, man. <laughs> that sucks. That's horrendous, you know. And like I said, like I under I, I know why it's happening, right? But I don't I like I just don't want this to get lost in all the political side of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know because this is the reality. Like we're we're uh we're how much is gas out by you? Mm, four. Forty nine was the cheapest that we've seen. No, 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 no. Four eighty nine was the cheapest that we've seen. Four forty nine is really fucking cheap right now. Uh, four eighty nine at like uh, a Walmart gas station, like fifteen minutes from us. Yeah, yeah, it was the cheapest, and my, uh, mom thought it was a fucking steal right now. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, yeah, it's five nineteen out here. Right. Fuck that. That's ridiculous, dude. Dude, when I first bought my car, it cost me. $23 to fill up my gas tank, right? I have a 2021 Hyundai Elantra, right? A little four-cylinder. $23. You know what it cost me to fill up my gas tank like a week or two ago? $47. That's still cheap, but it took Bubba 75 Yeah, no, uh, yeah. For his yeah, four percent Trust me, like, and anybody who has a diesel truck, like, I am sorry for you. But, like, that is ridiculous, you know? Those e-bikes are looking real nice. <laughs> yeah, dude, aren't they? Yeah, that's... Because, uh, mm. like, we have the motorcycles, you know? But, dude, the fill-up both motorcycles was $25. Oh, my Lord, dude. Yeah. That's maybe... I think it was eight gallons right. of gas, maybe. Yeah. You know, it, it was... Nah, that shit's just ugly, man. Fucking ugly. Yeah, it sucks, you know? It does. But that's enough of the bad stuff, <laughs> you know? Right. Let's move on. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to some, some more uplifting stuff. Uplifting, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you believe in guardian angels? Uh, yes. Yes, yes, I do. I believe that not everyone has one. Yes. Not everyone is blessed in that way. But there are guardian angels, and it may not, uh, it may not be... Uh, something that you're set up with at the beginning of your life. Yeah, they may come in time with people who passed that mean something to you, or uh, someone that was something to you that passed, something like that. You know, and then they're there to help you in your future, type of thing. Right. Like, uh, but yes, yes, guardian angels. I do. I very much believe them. You have one. What? Um, I think uh, our entire family has one yeah. collectively. Um, I don't think that we all have one individually. Obviously, our gra- uh, our grandma Rose, mm-hmm. um, she she does a lot for us. Yeah, 100%. you know, and uh, we know this. We've seen her. Uh, she's been she's made herself visible to us many of times. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, no, I think collectively as a family we have uh, a guardian angel. Okay, when like talk about your relationship with her then. So for me. It's not nothing great, um, nothing too deep or personal. I don't, um, I make sure in my head, um, like, especially when I talk about my tattoo, um, I always make sure to describe it as a compass rose just to make sure to, so her name is pronounced, you know, like that whole, um, keep her name alive thing. Yeah. Um, but, and that's kind of part of the honor too, you know, because we never got to meet her. 
Right. You know, and then that's one of the worst parts is she died when mom was so young. Yeah. Right. You know, and then so but overall, um I kinda blanked. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So but this is why I brought this up. Is because um I haven't seen grandma in a while. And this is odd for me because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have a very special connection with my grandma, mm-hmm. even though she's passed. You know, I've talked about it a little bit on this uh, on the podcast before, but um, I want to go into like w- what has me concerned about it right now, right? So, um, I- I've seen my gra- grandma in full body ad- um, apparitions many of times, right? And uh, she always comes to me in the, in the same in the same way. She's always in her wedding dress, right? And it typically whenever I see her like full body, it's always right before something bad happens. Right, but that's not the only time that she shows herself to me. Right, um, <clears throat> urban legend is that uh, cardinals uh, or guardian angels of spirits can take form in the the form of a, a cardinal. Right, and for a while, for many many months, uh, it pro- probably over a year, uh, there was a while where uh, grandma was coming to me every day, and when we were living with uh, my girlfriend's aunt uncle. Uh, this is when this started. Right before Dakota was born, the this cardinal would show up every day, and to, Brittany was just not allowed to see it. Like no, we, like I, Brittany thought I was going crazy because every day there would be this cardinal, and I'd be like, look, look, there it is, there it is. And as soon as she would go to look, it was gone. It would fly away. You know, like any time I would point it out or point direction towards it, it would just fly away. Mm-hmm. I was the only one allowed to see it. You know what I'm saying? And it happened. Like, dude, it was scheduled. Same time, every day, like, same place, same positioning, everything, right? And then, um, you know, Dakota was born. And while Dakota was being born, we had, like, a really complicated pregnant uh, labor, right? And I went to the chapel, and I, I prayed to my grandmother, right? And so I start praying to her. And as I'm praying, and I'm praying out loud because there's a lot of things going on, a lot of, you know, bad things going on with the, the, the labor, Right, so I'm praying to my grandmother, and as I'm praying, like tears just start streaming down my face, but I'm not crying, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then it, it sound it, it sounds a lot more like I would I would almost kind of I think I don't want to say it's stupid, but it sounds a lot more stupid than it really is. Well, this, you know, like that way. whole just crying thing, you yeah, know, like yeah. part of it is like you don't have control over that emotion. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's just so much emotion, so much energy in the room. Your body doesn't know what to do. Right. So it starts just doing things. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you yeah. just start bawling. Right. You know. And yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't sobbing, I wasn't crying, you know what I'm saying? Like I was talking normal every like, But it's like it's like pu- it's streaming out of my face. Yeah, like water. Know? Yeah, and you know, then not even minutes later, I get trapped in an elevator for 45 fucking minutes. Right? Like, dude, and this is 20 hours into our labor. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is, it, it's profound, me and my grandma's relationship, right? Anyways, my daughter ends up being born. Everything was okay. She, everything went okay. Not great, but okay, right? Everyone made it out alive and everything was okay. So then, now, my grandmother is still showing up in the cardinal form every single day now that my daughter's here. And my daughter can now see the cardinal. Like, and then, so it's like, I could pick, because uh, the first few days, my, my girlfriend ended up back in the emergency room, so I was home alone, and I was able to, like, take my daughter to the door, we had a all glass door, right? and then sit there, and 
like in the corner would hop around and I would tell my daughter about my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and this went on for a while. And then finally when my girlfriend came back home, anytime I would point, I'd be like, oh my God, look, there it is. And the corner's gone. Right. No one can see it besides now me and my daughter. Right. And so this went on for the whole time that we lived at my, my, her aunts and her uncles. Then when we moved to her dad's house, I thought that my, the cardinal was going to go away. Yeah. But it followed us. I mean, I don't know if it, if it's obviously that specific cardinal or whatever, because we moved, you know, 30 minutes away. Right. You know, but there was a cardinal. We had uh, in our room, we had a porch connected to our room. And every day when I would come home from work, the cardinal was there to greet me because mm-hmm. I would get home at like nine o'clock in the morning. Right? right. And it was there every day. And it was the same thing. Like I could sit there with Dakota and like point her out and show her the cardinal and you know everything was okay right but as soon as i would point it out to brit it would fly away she's so still now this is going on like five six months brit still hasn't seen this bird and i'm talking about it every day right you know what i'm saying like so then now fast forward so this goes on the whole entire time we lived with her father for 10 months the whole time we were there she was there every single day now we move into the place that we're living in now Right, and it was the same thing. The first few months, every single day, she was there. We she would sit, uh, basically where we have our tables now, the with the blue the blue table and chair. Mm-hmm. She would be out there, and then same thing. I would point her, I point to her, and she would just disappear. Right, and then one day, um, uh, okay. So then once my uh when I started working this shift, um, instead of seeing her in the mornings, she would sit at the end of the driveway. And when I would come home, she would like kind of fly and then just kind of hover above my car as I'd pull into the driveway. And I would just roll my window down and say, hi, grandma. And she would fly away. Right. So our interaction went from like an actual interaction to this, this is like quick interactions. Right. Right. And then one day I got up early because uh, Dakota got up. It was like 830 in the morning, which is early and for me. And so we go downstairs and I'm sitting downstairs on the, the couch and we're looking out the window and there's a bunch of birds and they're doing whatever. There's like a whole flock of them, right? you know, and they're like flying around. And then all of a sudden this cardinal starts doing this, like, it was so beautiful. It was almost like a dance, mm-hmm. but it was just a bird flying. Right. Right. But it was just the most beautiful thing ever. And me and my daughter, we sat there for literally three, four minutes. And just watch this cardinal, and I believe it to be my grandmother, just do this beautiful fucking dance in front of us, dude. It was crazy. Like, it brought me to tears. Like, it was it was insane. Right. Right? And then she's just been gone. That was it. I haven't seen her for months now. Mm-hmm. And so, I was wondering if you've seen her lately. Um, no, and I actually thought about this recently. Because, um, because, um, yeah, it comes around in the time that, that, thing, um, us ourselves may be good, we are good physically, but not everything is good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, just, yeah. And, and that's that's what I that's what I really think, and that's why I think she was around so much in our childhood. Yeah, you know, yeah. because uh, do you uh, do you remember how we learned about uh, us seeing grandma for the first times? Do you remember that? Oh, I mean, I remember. No, I mean, like, like us all discussing it together for the first time. No. No. So this is pretty much when we all realized that we were all seeing grandma. Okay. And uh, it was one day at the dinner table, and it was everyone except Dustin and Dad. So it was me, you, Mom, Bubba, uh-huh. and I don't think anybody else was there. I can't remember too specific. I remember us talking about the stories, and I remember telling them about um 
me seeing grandma in the house um, in the corner of the kitchen. Remember how you, uh, how our, I used to walk out of my room, walk yeah. around the wall, and you could see straight into the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, in the corner back by the back door, because like, there was like the half thing, remember? It was yeah. like you, you only see like the top half of a person. Right. Grandma was standing in the corner of the fucking kitchen. Yeah. And uh, after that, you told the story of you and Driver's Ed seeing Grandma yep. in the reflection of the rearview mirror. Yep. You know? And then at that moment, we realized that we were all seeing the same person. Yeah. You know? And for us, and it clicked in my... And I, I didn't even... That, like, this part didn't click in my head until many years later is the only reason we are seeing her in this apparition is because we're. this is the only main, like, viability we've ever had of her. Exactly. Is, her, is, her, is of her on her wedding day. Of her wedding like, photos. Yeah. You want to know what's crazy? Not to make... Th- all right. Anyways. The fucking Anunnaki, if, if you know about them, they, <laughs> the, they, they say that they only come in a form that you can recognize. You know what I'm saying? So then, like, now if you think about, like, when we see our grandmother, we like, at least for me, I only see her in her wedding gown. Why is that? Well, because that's the only picture that we have of her is mm-hmm. in her wedding gown. Right. So she knows that she has to take on that form, at least in the beginning for me to be able to recognize who she is, mm-hmm. right? And then now, because of that, that's the connection. That's probably just how she continues. To, right, uh, it's her best embodiment, right? you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I haven't had any too uh, too many crazy ones just because... Well, hold on, I want to bring this back. So the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is because the emotional side that, I, that you just brought up, right? So I think that the reason why uh, she was around for all that time is like you were saying, is because even though I was good physically, I was not good mentally. That whole time that she was around, mm-hmm. you know, and then, find, uh, you know, her saying her goodbye was finally when I started to feel good mentally. And that, and that, that's saying? something I want. Uh, I kind of wanted uh, to bring up. I don't know if I wanted to, like, point it out exactly, but you're in a sp- it's I'm sorry. It, well, I don't want to, like, point it out because I don't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? Type of thing. But realistically, a jinx isn't strong enough to break if it's really that's your path at this point, you know, but uh, you started doing good. And she, uh, she went away pretty right. much, you know. Right. And I think that is it's symbolism. Yeah. 100%. Because uh, you were, you were, you weren't good, and you needed help. Right. And not every person, uh, you may not need help physically. Right. You know, you need that. You you need those small things to keep you going. Exactly. You know the same, uh, and it's those that, I, and I think she knows that that yeah. keep you moving. Those small connections, you exactly. know, every day. So. But yeah, no, it's and that's where I think that that that's why she's not around as much yeah, for us, you know. Yeah. You know, and uh, we have a lot of family, and our family was all very close. Yeah. You know, so she may not be in our lives, but she may be in somebody else's yeah, in our family. Yeah. And that's because uh, I had a conversation with about mom uh, or to mom about this because, like I said, because um, at first I was kind of angry, and then and mom's like, like, why does this have you so upset? I'm like. Well, like, what about me? Like, I, I still want to see her every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just because I don't need her doesn't mean I don't want her around, you know? And then uh, mom was just like, yeah, but somebody else probably needs her too. And then I was like, oh. Right. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You know? And she can't help every single person at once. Right. You know? But. Yeah, I think I probably borrowed it long enough, you know? Right. <laughs> but still, <laughs> man, this. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for grandma. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. And it's, it it sounds crazy. You know what I mean? But it, everyone knows this point that energy and presence and the afterlife, I'm sorry, but it's real. Yeah. And And dude, you know how I know it's real is because I can't help but get emotional just talking about it. mm -hmm. Well, and just because 
I've had experiences not that aren't good with other stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that and whole. So, yeah, that's where I want to take this. This wasn't the the objective of this podcast. But I did. We'll just stay on ghost stories because I got so many. Literally, um, one of the biggest things for me is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my one, but I want to explain this first. Yeah, yeah. Um, in our old house, um, we had a neighbor confirm that there was a presence in our house, pretty much without telling her. Um. The one day uh, we had we had a weird setup. You walk into the house and instantly to the left, it's all open. It's just the living room is right there, and then straight back. If you look, it's just like a big square. Yeah. And uh, if you look straight back, there's the kitchen, and but to the right, there's a uh, there's a brick wall with a fireplace in it, and it creates a hallway with some door. Uh, with some door, uh, there's three doors, three bedrooms. Right behind and, the brick wall. Yes. So it kind of separates it a little bit. And. Uh, uh, the metal room was always the worst room, I would say. Is we always had the most energy, I would say, in that room for, and we don't know why. But uh, one day, well, we always said, uh, like that we had this computer chair in there. We'd always see this fedored man. It was, and this is actually a very common shadow person that's been seen around a lot and everywhere. It's a lot of people see him. You could look it up online. The the fedora man, and he would sit in that chair at the. When you would walk by the door, you would see him. And then you'd look back and he'd be gone. Yeah. And uh, we always thought of this. We always talked about it. And we were like, it's whatever. You know, he isn't doing anything wrong. He isn't scaring us or whatever. Not, or at, th- at that point, he wasn't yet. Um, and uh, so one day our neighbor comes and she walks through the hallway to go to the bathroom. And when she comes out of the bathroom, she's like, hey, um, do you guys have somebody here? And we were like, what do you mean? She was like. I seen a fedora man sitting in the middle bedroom. And we all just kind of looked at each other. And in that moment, we realized that it isn't just us. You know what I mean? Like, there, there is something there. And I, honestly, I, I, I feel bad for the people living there now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I, we've driven past old houses. That's our childhood home. Right. You know, and we go to that town commonly. We have family there. So we've driven past the house, and I see they have little children's stuff outside. Yeah. You know? And I know the story of what happened with you and all this, like all the bad encounters. Like, cause we didn't have very many. It's just a few that we had. Uh, we remember, we remember right. they, they were left on us. Yeah. And, uh, that, that was that, that's what I feel bad for. Yeah. But this, uh, I had an experience at the new house. Well, hold on. Cause I want to talk about this dude mm-hmm. because it, it gives me chills to hear you describe this man because the story starts way years before this. Okay, when we first moved into that house, I was in the middle room, okay, and just one night, I'm sleeping in the room, right, and I would sleep with nothing, and I had a colored light as like a nightlight, right, it'd be like blue or red or, you know, green, whatever, right, and I just wake up in the middle of the night, and I hear multiple people talking to me, you know, and at first, it was just gibberish, and then whatever, I would just convince myself it isn't real, you so know, and I, so I convinced, I would like, oh no, it's just my imagination, blah, blah, blah. And this went on for weeks, you know, and then as time went on, like the voices became more clear and more clear. And at first they weren't saying really much, you know, it was just like dumb shit. It was like catching the middles of conversations almost. Right. And then as it went on, it, they eventually started saying my name and trying to reach out to me and get my attention and shit. Then that's when I finally got scared. So that took like two months, Right. So that's when I finally got scared. And finally, when they started saying my name blatantly, that's when I finally freaked the fuck out, right? And I had, like, a full-blown, me- like, meltdown. Because, again, this was going on for months. I'm, like, 11, 12 years old. I don't know how to rationalize any of this. 
you know, and then finally when they start saying my name, I just break the fuck down, right? So I, like, I'm scared, so I, like, stand up in my bed, I jump off because I don't want my feet too close to the edge of the bed because I'm scared someone's going to grab me, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> so I do one of those, right? I jump, I'm fucking, you know, screaming, crying, you know, I go to my door, open the door, run to my mom's room, I'm banging on the door, and I'm like, I'm like, there's people in my room, there's people in my room, and, you know, and my mom's like, quiet, what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one there. Right, and then after this, I started to see this man because I think okay, so I was probably twelve, almost thirteen. I'm uh, or no, I was uh, all right. My golden birthday is eleven, right? May eleventh, right? Right. So I was eleven. I was ten, just turning eleven when this was going on. So after I turned eleven, uh, which was a couple days after this incident happened, mm-hmm. um, I got a computer for my birthday. Okay, and then this changed fucking everything, right? So I tell my mom there's people in my room. She's like, why? There's nobody in your fucking room. You're being crazy. You know, and I'm like, yes, there is. No one believed me, right? And then, like, two mornings later, I was getting dressed for school, and my hanger in the closet was just spinning. Full 360, just fucking spinning, bro. And I freaked the fuck out, right? Because this, this is, like, defying all laws of gravity. Dude, like, right. this is, like, insane shit. Right, so I go, I run. I'm like, mom, mom, my fucking hanger spinning, and she's like, what? I'm like, the hanger spinning, and she's like trying to wake you guys up, you know, to like get you guys off to school and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, and she's like, why? What are you saying? And then we go into the room, and the hanger's still fucking spinning. She sees it now, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then, and then she like just goes over there and grabs it and puts it, and she's like, look, I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. Why? Like, get your ass, go to school, you know. Blah, blah, you know. <laughs> and then so they like, always send us to school. <laughs> yeah, always, dude. Yeah, always. And then so, like two days later, they they tell me like, hey, why you can't sleep in your room? Um, you're in trouble. You're grounded, right? And I didn't do anything, so I'm upset, right? And then on top of that, it's the day before my birthday, so I now I'm thinking I'm grounded for my birthday, right? And then I have to sleep in the room with you guys, right? Okay. Then when the night I sleep in the room with you guys, I um, this is the first night I see grandma, for the first time, right? In full body apparition, okay. I'm sleeping, and, you know, you guys used to have your two beds put together, Mm -hmm. right? I'm all the way on the edge, and in the middle of the night, I wake up, and there she is, glowing, right? Now, obviously, there's there's some aspect of this that's due to, like, the moon and the illumination of the the moon would hit that moon specifically, you know, and then, obviously, the imagination of an 11-year-old, you know? And, but there she is, dude. Like, I, I, like, open my eyes, and she's at the foot of the bed. You know, you guys had the, the things at the end of your bed, mm-hmm. you know, the wooden things. And then she's just standing there. And this beautiful, I mean, dude, it was, like, the most beautiful thing i ever seen. Just this all-white dress. It was, it was like there was wind in the room. Like, it was moving. It, like, it, it seemed like it was supposed to be out of a horror movie. Right. But it was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And then after a few seconds, like, it doesn't go away. So then I start to get kind of scared. You know, I'm like, what, like, who, where, what, when, what, mm-hmm. what, you know, everything. And then so I'm like, okay, so I throw the blankets over my head, move it back, she's still there. And then I'm like, uh, and then so Bubba's sleeping next to me. So I just like cuddle up next to Bubba and I tuck my head down there for a minute. Uh-huh. And then I look back and she's gone. And then, um, so then I wake up the next morning and then there's a computer in my room, mm-hmm. right? And that was the surprise. I wasn't in trouble. They just needed me out of my room so they could build the computer overnight for mm-hmm. my birthday. Right. Okay. So then after the birthday, after, after my birthday, I started to see this old man who would sit in my computer chair with a fucking fedora and smoke cigars with glasses, right? And I would see this guy all the fucking time. 
And now, mind you, these people are still talking to me at night. Whenever I would walk by my room, I'm seeing a fucking ghost sitting in my chair, and nobody's believing me, right? At the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, finally, the Amy thing happened. Mm-hmm. She comes over, and then she says, like, hey, you know, what was there another person? And then after that, mom was like, she moved, at that night, they moved me out of the room and made dad sleep in there. Yeah. You know? And then, I mean, that's just energy versus energy there. That's yeah, it. They, you know Fedora what? man doesn't lend that. I'm sorry. Dad, but. dad said it. Never, no issue. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, bro. That, that, that's just an energy thing. That, <laughs> that, that's all I can say. Yeah. But, uh, and also, dad also is refu- refuses to see it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, if there's someone sitting in that chair, he's gonna be like, "You're a bitch." You know, yeah. like at the he yeah. did, he's not he's not gonna fucking care. So he doesn't he doesn't get anything out of it. The fedora man, you know. Right, 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 so, right, right. True, true, true. So yeah. you know, then that's the whole thing is like they feed off energy. Oh, ten thousand percent. Because the more energy you give them, the stronger they can be. You yeah. know, the more they can present themselves and do things and yeah. move shit and stuff like that. You know, and that's why he was able to finally create a form and then boom because dude the biggest thing in that fucking house man was the conversations dude i fucking heard them too all the fucking time dude and it terrified me because like i would go through the entire house like when it'd be like me just like me and bubba home when he was like 11 and i was like nine or whatever and uh mom would go fucking food pantry and stuff like that I would go through the entire house, Dustin's room, downstairs where you were sleeping, TV off, TV off, TV's off in my room. We're only in the living room. We, I would mute the TV, and I can hear fucking people talking. Yeah. No windows are open. We have the air conditioning on, whatever, right. and it's full embodiment conversations. Uh, and it's like you can almost make out the words, but right. the, but it's like not English. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and right. there's more than one voice. Yeah. Exactly. And that was the most because it would be full on conversations between a man and a woman or yep. a man and a man or two women. And and there's no physical way this could be happening right now, yeah. you know, and that's one of the craziest, like craziest things about it. Yeah. And, and like to this day, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, I still no fucking idea. So but uh, I want to talk about the energy thing. So you think that that's what it is? It's just like the, the ghosts are feeding off your energy. Yes and no, because uh, all ghosts, I feel like, have different intentions. It's like every person, you know what I mean? Uh, each per, each. I also believe that if you're a ghost, you're here for a reason, because yeah. your mission isn't complete. You have something to do. You have somebody to protect. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not done here yet. And, in that, and that's what I think of ghosts. But not all ghosts' mission are good, like a person. Right. Not every person's intention is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you don't want to think about it, but there's good and bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it may be you're unlucky that one person, but his mission was to make somebody's life bad. Right. You know? And that's you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's unlucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was his mission. Right. You know? But And it's that kind of thing. Um, but So then do you think that if you live in a house that's haunted like by like a demon or a negative spirit, then that's going to have an effect on you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, just because the effect of you living there, you know? I don't, I get, well, depending on the way, uh, the way you react, he could either like you, you know, like you and where he feeds off the energy and makes him stronger because you just happen to live there but fuel his objective, you know what I mean? Or he could become attached to you because you're in that house. You're now connected with it, you know? 
you know, like that's a home is your main space. That is your life. Right. You know, and when you're there, that connection with that, that's your life. You're now in so much more vulnerability. Yeah. You know, the uh, fact that your most vulnerable place is your house because you don't think nothing's ever going to happen in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that, like, if your house is haunted, especially with a negative spirit, like, dude, it, I think it has a dramatic effect on the people that are living there. Oh, like, 10,000%. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's shown in movies quite often. Like, if you think of, uh, uh, you know, like, one, The Haunting on Hill House. That that's one, but um, what's the other one where the guy bashes in the door and it's the shining. shining? You know, that's what that whole thing is, right? It's like the house is haunted, and then the ghosts are fucking with them, and it eventually drives them crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's kind of how it works. Uh, I think that that's probably why things end up the way they did in the in our house. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of my good friends who who's done an episode on the podcast before Christian, his house that he grew up in, uh, the family that lived there before them was. Their family was uh, domestic abuse, uh, right, involved. And then uh, their house ended up in the same way. And there was, their house was haunted. Mm-hmm. And then so they, and then one of the people died because of the domestic abuse. And then they think that, you know, that energy is trapped in the house. Right. You know, and then so, because there wasn't, he said that there wasn't any of that beforehand. Right. Before the house. And it didn't start off in the house that way. It just got there over time. Mm-hmm. The energy know? builds up. Right. You know what I mean? It starts feeding off things. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, that house may be good for a year. Right. But then after that, stuff can really start to show itself. But for uh, I have one story I want to talk about yeah. with, the, with the whole, like, emotion thing. So I'm in the new house, and uh, the way it's set up is, like, it's just, like, a, uh open room. Um, I'm, I'm talking about, like, the lo- uh, bonus room into, like, the laundry room area and over to the front door. Okay. So uh, it's, like, a big L. So if you look at it, uh, it's coming this way. And then goes like this, right. pretty much. And uh, I'm coming from the laundry room, so I'm coming this way, and I have sheets in my hand. Uh-huh. And I stop, like I kind of like look over at the door as I'm like going to go up the stairs uh-huh. to the to the kitchen, and uh, I see somebody standing there, like a full body, like man standing in the door, like like not the doorway, but like where the silhouette of the door. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I freeze. And mom looks at me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm frozen. And all I can do is I take three steps back and I take three steps forward uh-huh. and he's gone. And mom's like, are you okay? And I, I was like, there was somebody there, you know, like it, it to me, it could have been Dustin size, right, right. you know, like it's six, three, like, f- yeah. yeah. And I was like, there's somebody there. And eventually, like, I, like, like, it was, like, two seconds, and I just kind of, like, snap out of it, and I walk up the stairs, and it fucking hits me, dude. Like, I just start fucking bawling. Yeah. Like, full on, just, like, I couldn't control it. Like, literally, like, water is just flowing out of my eyes. Yeah. You know? Like, just streaming down my face. And, like, I, I had to, like, bury my face in the sheets yeah. or whatever to, like, wipe my face off or yeah. whatever. And I would go up to, and, like, my, mom, she even, like, looked at me. She, like, hugged me. She was, like, like, and... Even now, she says that, like, I she knows I saw something. Right. You know, just from the emotion, like, just from my eyes afterward. Right. You know, like, and it's just, like, such a hard thing to explain, you know, just because, like, those experiences, not everybody has them, and they're not as common as people yeah. think. Yeah. You and, know? And it's so hard to articulate. Right. You know, because I, yeah. I, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. So, um, so this is what, going back to the energy thing, this is what has me concerned about this place. 
this house is haunted too. There's no fucking doubt about that at this point. Okay. But it is seemed that as the longer we have lived here, the better it has gotten, mm-hmm. which has been what's been weird. Right. And then, so I don't know how the fuck any of that works, but, um, uh, the story, I, I, there's so many examples I can give of fucking why the house is haunted, but I want to specifically talk about the one night that uh, I had a similar experience like you did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Britt put Dakota down to, to bed, and um, I had to go pee. So, I'm holding my piss. Dakota's not wanting to go to bed. She's, you know, uh, yeah, just not going to bed, so it's taking a minute. So, I'm trying to hold my piss, and finally gets to a point where I have to go to the bathroom, right? But uh, Dakota is like sleeping at this point. She is laid down, but she probably isn't fully asleep, mm-hmm. right? So I go upstairs and I go to the bathroom and I notice that, you know, her door's shut, right? And then when I go to the bathroom, I leave, the door's wide open, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Britt, just went and check on her, whatever. You know, go down and say, hey, Britt, did you go and check on her? No. Like, what? Okay, so I go upstairs and I close the door, right? Right. And then so and I go back downstairs. I'm freaking out at this point, right? You know, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm the man of the house. Like, right. I gotta be the one that has to do this shit, you right? Know? <laughs> you know. And so I, I go back downstairs, and I'm just not talking about it. I'm like, I'm not gonna acknowledge it. I'm not gonna give it energy. I'm not gonna try and feed this shit. Like, this is not okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So I get on Xbox, and I tell my friends, thinking they're gonna call me a bitch and a pussy, and you know, right. build me up again. You know what I'm saying? And they're like. Your house is haunted. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> right. You know? Not what I needed, right? So then, like, two hours go by, and I have to piss again, right? So this time, I go upstairs, and, like, I kind of, like, creep around the corner, and her door shut. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. We're good, you know? And I start fucking walking forward, and, just, dude, just, like, I can feel him right there in front. Like, just all of a sudden, like, I hit a brick fucking wall, dude. Like, there's someone standing there. And then I feel him walk away from me into the bathroom. You know, and I, like, I'm, like, dude, I felt my body go white. I can't fucking move. I'm paralyzed. Like, just, just complete fear just took over my body instantly. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've never felt anything like this before in my life. You know, dude, it was just the odd, like, there's no way to properly describe it. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I couldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And just, just, yeah, paralyzed in fear. Mm -hmm. And I was like. And so I fucking, I like, somehow I managed to, enough courage to go to the bathroom. You know, I left the light on, left the door open, you know, in case I had to run or something. I don't mm-hmm. even know, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, it dude, so then, so this is at like 2 o'clock in the morning, right? So now it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. This is like on a Saturday, I assume. And then I go upstairs and I'm like, just like trying to convince myself to make it past that barrier where it happened last time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I do, I make it, I make it into the bathroom because I got to piss again before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, the way that my bathroom's set up, if I'm at the toilet, you know, and the wall's here, there's a mirror here above the sink. Right. Right. And out of the corner of the mirror, I can see into my shower. Okay. And I'm standing there and I'm taking a piss and I'm trying to just focus just on my piss because I don't, I like, Psych I Psych yourself out. Yes. You know, and then out of the corner of my eye, I watch something come out from behind my fucking shower curtain. Just this is all black figure, right? And I'm trying not to fucking look at it, but all the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. Like my whole body's getting chicken pox. Like it's chicken pox. Or goosebumps. Yeah, it's goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because of Izzy, bro. Yeah. He calls it chicken legs all the time. Uh, the goosebumps. Chicken yeah. Legs. So I get it mixed up all the time. Um. So yeah. So I like I like my whole body's on edge, right? And I stopped peeing, but I didn't realize that I stopped peeing. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, I'm just kind of, like, frozen there. And I'm not, like, I'm trying to look, but I'm not trying to move my eyes to mm-hmm. look at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm to... saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm, like, freaking out. And it just, like, comes out and then slowly fades back in. And, like, once it was almost there, I moved my eyes over to the, the shower. And it was just not there. And I just, like, hurry up and finish my pee. And I ran and I jumped into bed. Yeah. And I was, like, hopefully Fred doesn't wake up and see me looking weak like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, did we have some crazy fucking experiences. Dude, so but I got so many more. I ha- I have one more one that I'm gonna talk about. Okay. Um, this is uh, did I I don't I'm pretty sure I told you about this. I've told I'm pretty sure one other person, but this was one of the main reasons that I uh went completely through with moving out. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, it, it involves grandma because this is probably the the time that I saw grandma the most often in my life. And like I said, it was a time where I wasn't, I was physically fine, but not mentally. Right. And it was, you know, it was that time when we were yeah. going through all that shit and we were moving out, all right. that. And uh, I was sitting in the basement and I have, I had dual monitors, you know, so I had the one and then I had the one. And I wasn't using the one because I only use it for Netflix. Right. Like, that's my big screen. And uh, so I'm using the small one and I'm sitting there. And this is when I had my TV up against, uh, so you'd walk into the door and it'd be straight back. You could see like out of the door from the reflection. It's not to the left where I have it now. Right. It's straight back on the wall. Right. And this is actually one of the main reasons why I moved it. But uh um I'm sitting there and I'm playing my game. I'm in a I'm in a Overwatch game and you know I'm in a pretty high rank. I'm in Masters, you yeah. know. So and so these games when I play I'm locked in. Yeah. You know. And uh out of like in the mid game I look uh this is literally like September 4th. And I am moving out on September 5th. Right. You know, this was the plan. Yeah. And I, I was obviously doubting it. I was going through a lot. I was just playing a game to get my mind off shit. Right. And uh, there are three people standing behind me. Yeah. Like, full-on black figures, like... Well, I, and I can't fucking explain it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's terrifying. And, like, it, 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 I don't even know, like why or what i'm in my head the only thing i can think of is there were my demons coming after me yeah you know i was just going through so much or in my own head i was just going through so much you know i was thinking about i was just so anxious and worried and just not in a good spot and uh i froze mid game and like like you said your hair stand up on the back of your neck you're there you're freaking like in your head you're freaking out but you're frozen right you know yeah yeah, and uh I, I stop mid-game, and I can hear the people talking to me. David, right. or FW, FW, uh, you know, hey, where you at? Like, what's going, we're losing, right, what the right. fuck? And none of it, and none of it's clicking, and I'm right. just frozen there. And they're just standing behind me. And there's, like, there's no real details to them. And, like, that's the worst part is, like, you're looking in the reflection, and I can't see their heads. Right, yeah. Because like they're that close right. behind me, and I'm I, I'm literally thinking in my head like, oh, this is like I'm about to fucking die. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. for like, you know, I, I this is it, and uh, I all I do is blink. I close my eyes and I open them, and they're gone. Yeah. Um, and not behind me, but through the doorway, um, I see in the reflection of uh my TV all the way in the back, like where it curves down, like the ceiling curves down in the back yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. like the basement. Yeah. Grandma is standing in the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is looking at me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm still frozen and I'm just looking and I blink again and she's gone yeah. and everything's gone and everything's back to normal. Right. You know, like my, my, my hair start dying down or whatever. Right. 
And like I didn't get the whole crying thing right, like right, last right. time. And like to me, that's the weirdest part. But like, I, in my head, I was just like, "What the fuck?" I wasn't the I wasn't the same. I had to get off after, right. you know. I I went upstairs and whatever, acted like I was fine. But like, it it was such a terrifying fucking moment. Yeah. You know, like that the and these things happen. You yeah. know, and it's just it's, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not good. It's it not. It is. But uh, one thing I want to ask you about is uh. Like, are you are you grateful for all that Virginia stuff? What do you mean? Like, how do you feel about it now? Uh, yes and no. You know, um, I I really I really would have liked to seen what it would have been like to see like uh Dakota grow up in the house, you yeah. know, with us and stuff like that. But ultimately, I think it was for the best. You know, like the way it happened. Uh, it gave us all a lot of experience. Um. On ways to deal with things and how not to deal with things yeah. and uh you know like for me i got to move out of the house for a month right you know not live at home it is it, it's a good experience but uh i just it, it just sucks the way it happened yeah you know yeah yeah that's kind of how i look on it too it's like it it was all a really good learning experience and i think it totally changed everything for the better mm-hmm. well and i, I really think that you're because you're where you were in this dark place pretty much ever since you came back from Minnesota. Yeah. And obviously you went through a lot of shit with your ex-girlfriend and everything. Right. Uh, I feel like this kind of had to happen. Yeah. You needed to have a reality check. Yeah. You know, like shit is getting real. You know, it's life. Yeah. You know, like you can't just stay doing this shit and whatever. Because for me, it wasn't as serious just because, you know, I was only 17, right. pushing 18. Um, you know, I had people looking out for me. So, but like, for you, it was a whole different situation and it gave you a lot to think about and a lot to really just, you know, uh, I would say I would capitalize on within your own life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think like what made it, the the only reason why I'm where I am today is because of how everything went down there. It was like, there was no way for me to just go head first into like manhood right talking about being a father and mm-hmm. providing right so by going through everything that we went through i got to do it all in baby steps it was like as one thing would like crumble and fall apart then i had to take on just a little bit more responsibility right you know and it was like okay yeah but i still have this this and this to rely on but then another thing would fall through and i was like okay i'll take on that responsibility i still got this and this and then it's like as things got closer to that date that we had set to move uh, things just kept crumbling and it allowed me to take on the responsibility incrementally right and then and I still struggled to deal with it as as that but if, if it came all just all at once I wouldn't have been able to deal with it at all mm-hmm. right so I'm super grateful and like I said I think it changed the environment for all of us you know right and it's changed everything for the better right you know in the end you know it killed some relationships for me I burned some bridges doing the, all this you know but um, everything turned out great, you know, so it is what it is. So, but we've been going for about 50 minutes now, so let's run through this, uh, the mental illness this week, yeah? Yeah, let's get it. All right, so this week we're going to cover anorexia. All right, so <laughs> Google has this defined as a lack of loss of appetite for food as a medical condition. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Fucking terrible. Right, and then um, it does have a little bit more. It says an emotional disorder characterized by an obsessive desire to lose weight by refusing to eat, and then it says it's like a noun or whatever. Right, so go ahead. All right, and then um, 
So then there was like this pop-up bar thing that came up on Google. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I had also. Um, it said, it says, anorexia is characterized by distorted body, by a distorted body image with an unwarranted fear of being overweight. Symptoms include trying to maintain a below normal weight through starvation or too much exercise. Medical treatment may be needed to restore normal weight. Talk therapy can help with self-esteem and behavior changes. Okay, so then uh, after that, I wanted just more symptoms, right? It was like, okay, that's a roughly good definition of it, but we need more symptoms. So I got this from WebMD here, I believe. I, I got it here. It's coming up in a minute. But um, So s- some more symptoms of anorexia are, are these, right? It, is, it can affect a person's uh, weight loss. Or not taking or not making expected uh, expected developmental weight gains. <laughs> uh, or it can appear a thin appearance, abnormal blood counts, fatigue, insomnia, dizziness, or fainting, blush, disc, uh, dis, uh, blush, oh blush ish, discoloration, bluish, bluish, bluish discoloration of the fingers, and hair that thins, breaks, or falls out. I didn't even smoke today. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> but uh, some more symptoms are soft, downy hair covering the body, absences of menstruation, constipation and, and abdominal pain, dry or yellowish skin, intolerance of cold, irregular heart rhythms, low blood pressure, dehydration, and swelling of arms or legs, eroded teeth and calluses on the knuckles from induced vomiting. I feel like this is what, this is what is also contributed to a lot of my teeth issues, too. Is uh because like I have like things wrong with my teeth that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really see it on camera, but I have a chip at the top of my tooth, just up here, just a chip. <laughs> like how? How, how do you, you chip, chip the top, the top of, your... of your tooth? <laughs> and so I, I mean, obviously I know some of it's due to like the drug addiction and uh, opiates. You know, those are known to decay your teeth. But I think that this also has a lot to do with it too, because when I checked in the rehab, I was hundred and five pounds. You know, and that's 75 pounds underweight. You know, I'm still underweight to this day, but I weigh 140 now, you know, which is great for me, but I still need a lot of weight to go. But I I, be, I believe that this has a lot to do with why my teeth are the way they are. It's because they were, you know, malnourished. Right. You know, never getting the right uh, stuff that they needed to help correctly, you know. But um, some of this shit's kind of intense. Like, just from starving yourself, and I know that it's not just starving yourself, but it's like, you you can really fuck yourself up, dude. I mean, I know you're killing yourself, but you, I guess I just never realized, like, how much can go wrong if you stop eating. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, we were just talking about paranoia last week, and it says that, you know, believing that someone is uh, uh, chasing you. You know, dry or yellowish skin, uh, irregular heart rhythms, low blood pressure, dehydration swelling of, of arms or legs but what's crazy is the swelling of arms or legs i know what this is i can't remember what the hell it's called but it's like when you're when your muscles start dying they start swelling up mm-hmm. because they're not like everything's just like kind of like just pulling up there you right know, it's not circulating anymore and then so to be uh you watch lost in space right no really yeah no i did not oh dude all right anyways um so, like, they have to, like, literally just, like, cut your whole, like, arm just open and let it breathe and let it release all that pressure. It's gnarly shit. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, oh, that happens with like diabetes too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when that happened to uh, Uncle Joe. Yeah, yeah. So now, so some more symptoms because it still keeps going is uh, feeling upset, anxious, angry, or confused, being suspicious of those around them. Uh, fearing that someone is following, chasing, poisoning, or otherwise plotting against them. So extreme paranoia, like we were talking about last week. Feeling as if someone else is controlling them through thoughts and actions. So uh, this is disillusion, disassociating. Feeling as if their thoughts are disappearing or being taken away from them. Um, suicidal thoughts and behavior. You know? So this stuff is uh, pretty fucking intense. So then they had a whole category about behavioral symptoms. I thought that this was interesting because this hasn't came up yet uh, under any uh, of the mental illnesses that we, we covered, right? And so this is like uh, behavioral sy- symptoms, if I, if I remember correctly, are symptoms of be, uh, something that you're doing because of the, the bigger product, right? So it's like things you're doing subconsciously because of the fact that, you know, this is wrong with you. Right. You get what I'm saying? So it's, a, it's, it's another byproduct of the disease that you're, you're feeling. Uh, severely restricting food intake through dieting or fasting, right? So because of the fact that they have that anorexia, they've convinced themselves that they need to be this skinny in order to, you know, whatever, to look beautiful, to be to fit into societally, to look at themselves and think that they look good, whatever the reasoning is. So because of the anorexia, now they are starving themselves, right? Right. So this is a, a byproduct of the thing that's going on that's wrong with them. Um, uh, so... Uh, anorexia also has another aspect to it known as bulimia, which is the the throwing up. So you'll eat so that this way people, when you go out in public, nobody looks at you weird, but then you go into the bathroom stall and make yourself throw up, right? And it's, again, to achieve this whatever idea that they have of themselves in their head, right? Um, binging and self-induced in, uh, vomiting to get rid of food, which may include the use of laxatives, enemas, diet aids, or her- herbal products. That's wild. Like, can you imagine eating and then, like, being like, oh, no, I need to take my laxatives? <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, no, that yeah. Sucks, uh, I, that, that, that sucks to have to go through. You know, like, I know that whole, you know, having to look skinny for, like, uh, to fit in thing. Yeah. You know, I trust me, I felt that one a lot. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I just having to go through that just... I don't know, like, just having, you know, feeling that requirement, right. you know, to have to throw up or, you know, get rid of it, you know, is, is, it is sucks. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, I know it's hard for some people to imagine, to like put yourself in, the, in those people's shoes. But uh, one time I remember saying some ignorant shit to um, uh, my ex's grandfather. I was like, you know, I was like, I don't understand trans people. Like, what is it, blah, 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 right? And he was like, dude, he's like, imagine you were born into a body, and then the whole time you're in that body, you know in your brain that's not where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine living with that. And I was like, wow, yeah, okay. And, like, that sounds scary as fuck. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what people, that's what these people are dealing with. And then you're telling them that it ain't real or that it, it like, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, that's a scary place to live, you know. And, uh, and that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at with the laxit, laxit, laxative thing, you know. It's like I, that's a scary place to be, you know. Uh, so some more stuff that they'll do is uh, like not eat, wanting to eat in public, lying about how much food they've eaten, frequent checking themselves out in the mirror, 
um, complaining about being fat or having parts of their body that are fat, uh, covering up in layers, um, uh, a flat mood or a lack of emotion, suicide, uh, social withdrawal. <laughs> Suicidal withdrawal? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm really missing that suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> uh, irritability, insomnia, uh, and reduced interest in sex. So... So some more byproducts. So those are all like um, symptoms, right? So these are like actual byproducts of what happens to your body if you, if you use it, like biologically, right? Uh, you're going to develop anemia, right, which is what, like a low iron. You're always cold all the time. Heart problems such as mitral valve prolapse, abnormal heart rhythms or heart failure, bone loss. So like your bones will literally, literally start to thin out, um, increase in the risk of fractures, obviously. Uh, loss of muscle uh, in females, uh, abstinence of period, which is just going to fuck with your reproductive system. Uh, for male, it's going to decrease testosterone. Um, gastrointestinal problems, uh, such as constipa- constipation, bloating, and nausea. Electrolyte abnormalities, such as low blood potassium, sodium, and chloride. Kidney problems. Uh, depression, anxiety, and other mood disorders, personality disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorders, alcohol and substance misuse, self-injury, suicidal thoughts, or suicide attempts. Uh, And then, all right, so first thing first, a lot of, so like if you have anxiety, right, and then, or uh, anorexia, and then you start you know, not eating correctly and doing all these things to your body, it only gets worse as time goes on because then you start developing all these other things, right? Like, it's talking about right here the depression and anxiety. Like, if you already have uh, anorexia, right, and then you get develop, and then you develop anxiety because of the anorexia, and then you get the anxiety because now you're constantly always worried about how you look and how you do everything else, it's just going to ex- exacerbate the fucking... Uh, anorexia right but then there is like they literally say that there's no treatment for this which i find complete bullshit right it says for therapy is just to go to therapy or sorry for treatment is just to go to therapy and get regular treatment to create a baseline to operate off of that's what they say but i, I think there's there's, there's, so, there's so much more that you can do right i mean for one structure structurize your life you know, make it so that you're eating three times a day, right? Even if you're, um, even if you're eating one broccoli, right? You do that for a week. The next week, you eat two pieces of broccoli three times. You know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's chips, it doesn't matter at that point. You just need calories, and you need whatever. You know, there's so much more. There is so much that you can do. Just like, like I said, baby incremental steps. You know, eating one slice of a banana at, at twelve, and then at six every day, right? And then, you know, just little shit. There, there's so much. There, there's so much. So it pisses me off that they say just something like that. Yeah, so I got all this information from either Google or mayoclinic.org under anorexia. All right. So uh, at the end of the show, David, we like to do a weekly affirmation where we declare out loud to ourselves and to our, the community uh, what we want to work on with ourselves. Hmm. Okay. Um... This one's gonna. This one sucks to fucking. Uh, I feel like say because we were just talking about anorexia, but uh, 
I was thinking about it is uh I did uh kind of bad with my uh eating this week. Uh-huh. Uh I ate way too much. Um mostly every day and like too constantly. Yeah. You know, like I've been playing a lot of video games recently. Yeah. And uh you know this that kind of something you get bored after 3 or 4 hours go upstairs right. and eat, go back downstairs play, play for 3 or 4 nights. You know, and then you're eating five or four, five or six times a day, yeah. you know, and I didn't go out as much. So I need to definitely work on that again. You need to stay. It's a good active. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, um, I don't know. I was just going to leave that one. Just thinking, um, if I want to pick something that I want to work on for a week, for the next week, it's on myself. I don't know. I guess I want to work on being a little more, um, uh, like cleanly, right? Britt's Brit, been complaining that I've been leaving a lot of shit around the house lately, mm-hmm. so I should probably check myself in that aspect and stop making my girlfriend collect my cabbage. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good thing to do. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, thank thank you guys all for viewing, watching, listening, subscribing. Um, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is that you guys get your social medias. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought about today's video. What you thought about our ghost stories? If you have a ghost story. Go ahead and leave one right there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, tell and just tell us what you guys thought. Um, any advice, any mental illnesses that you want us to cover? Other than that, we love you all. Drive safe, work safe, be safe. See you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.